Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now... Coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle TCG Cast! Hello, hello everyone and welcome to episode 27 of the TCG Cast from Puckle. Of course, as you guys know, Puckle stands for Pokemon Underground Champions League, an nonsensical name our fearless leader Thatch came up with, and we're just running with it. I am your host, Lord Jashiro, and with me, two gentlemen. Great, great players. First, some say that he's the only one that makes onions cry. It's Gator. Hello, everybody. It's not just onions, it's my girlfriend and... Everyone else I love as well. <laughs> and of course, a special part in my a special part in my heart, I got none other than the only man that can unscramble an egg. Sublime Manic. I hatch eggs also. Surprise. <laughs> Welcome, guys. I make Magikarp jump. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. I haven't tried that yet. I've heard oh, it's yeah, fun, though. Ugh. So good, super good. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna have to do it. So there's a lot, of, a lot going on, guys, in the TCG. Not only news galore, but also this was an exciting weekend with the Seattle Regionals, what unfortunately I could not attend to this year. But man, did we came out with an amazing few decks from their hair. We're gonna definitely discuss that on our topical beach and deck of the episode. Spoiler alert. But before that, we have a few news, including some housekeeping news regarding our first ever tournament, Puckle Tournament TCG. So let's go ahead and just start right out with all of that. So let's go ahead and hear it as we drop it for the news. Drop it. Now it's time for some news, so let's start with a few cards that have been revealed for Sun and Moon 3. It's exciting, and because as we already know, we've already have two amazing sets, thanks to Sun and Moon base set and Guardians Rising, so we can only just be excited for what comes next. And we have obviously Pokemon's favorite mascot, and I say Pokemon's favorite mascot and not everyone's favorite mascot, because he's not always, but we have a few new cards announced 
starting with Pikachu and Raichu. We won't go over Pikachu, of course. However, that Raichu, that's mighty interesting. Now, this electric card with an HP 110, stage 1, of course, has an ability and an attack. Now, the attack, forget about it. But that ability, though, that ability, when you evolve Pikachu into Raichu, you may leave your opponent active Pokemon paralyzed. Yes, that's automatic paralyze as you evolve. I mean, that is pretty amazing. Sublime, what do you think? Um, There have been a number of cards that do status effects when you bring them into play. And it's really good to combine it with an effect that lets you reapply it. Yeah. Also, oh, with Tapu Coco, that has potential synergy for an electric type deck yeah go gator um there was some success with the uh snivy servine superior deck yes there was that was a coin flip for paralysis so seeing this is not a coin flip and we do have something called de-evolution spray um this could be a fun tech um but i would not rely on this as my deck building strategy it's it's a one of inclusion if you're playing the other raichu with circle circuit in my yeah, opinion. Any of, exactly. This is definitely a tech. This is no way that we're building a deck around it. But being able to automatically paralyze your opponent, that really throws a wrench. Because that will automatically make him either have to pay the energies to be able to retreat, use a switch that he was not planning on using that turn, or something like escape rope. So it is definitely something... They can't even pay the energies to retreat. It has to be a, a card effect retreat. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it, you know, they will have to do some things like... Um, like I said, yeah. So, continue on to the next one. We have Noivern. Sublime, take it away. Uh, so, Noivern GX is going to be in the next Sun and Moon set, and it has been revealed. It is a dragon type with 200 HP. Uh, as a GX, it evolves from Noibat, and it has three attacks. The first is Distortion, which costs a dark energy and a colorless energy, and it does 50 damage. And this is why this is going to be a worthwhile card. This right here. During your opponent's next turn, your opponent can't play any item cards from their hand. And it does 50 damage. So it's the um, return of Seismic Toads. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. But also with 20 more damage. Of, yes. With, although, I mean, it doesn't cost a double DCE, which is less convenient. It's on a stage one, which is also less convenient. But you're doing... so like notably better damage um so that will definitely be seeing use just for that uh one attack it's also got loud sonic for a psychic a darkness and a colorless which does 120 during your opponent's next turn your opponent can't play any special energy cards from their hand that's also interesting and then it's gx attack is explosive sound wave which costs the same this attack does 50 to each of your opponent's uh pokemon Go for Gator. Don't apply weakness or resistance to benched. Okay, so this is basically one deck turned into one Pokemon. Yeah. Seismitoad Tina. Yeah. So Toad Tina is now one card with a zero retreat cost, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, So nobody even wants to point that out. Um, It is freaking cool. It's weak to fairy, which is hard right now with Sylveon still being a thing. Yeah. Um, So it's going to take a tough loss there. But my god, it doesn't have DCE to go off, but as long as we still have Double Dragon, which we will until rotation at least, yep. like, that's that for that first attack, it's Double a Dragon, attach, and make your opponent hate you forever. 
Um, I love it. Even like it's it's tankier too with that 200 hit points. Um, yeah, I like this card a lot. It has a lot of potential. Finally, something to use. Double dragon. <laughs> yeah. Finally. But I basically almost forgot about that card until That's later. That's a very good point. I had <laughs> forgotten about yeah. that. Because, um, like, everyone writes off dragon ties and how D, uh, double dragon, like, is never good for anything. But here we have something that gets use out of it. Yes. And uh, definitely the extra damage is pretty nice. Now, we have the unfortunate that it is dragon, which means that you, the chances of you encountering something that you're going to be able to super effective hit is low. Since nothing except dragons are weak against dragons, and like we just and stated. now they're all weak to fairy, and now they're all weak to fairy, right? So it's it's that's it's pretty lame. However, Gator just said it all. This card has it's packing so much into it that it's definitely we're gonna see this play professionally pretty soon. Now, speaking of professional decks, we do have a new battle arena decks coming out. Gator, tell me about it. So, the Battle Arena decks, which you guys know most famously from us hyping up Keldeo versus Rayquaza. Yeah. Um, this is coming out in September. It's going to be Landorus EX versus Genesect EX. Um, and if you've forgotten, the, the Landorus is the one that has the, uh, the, t- the Hammerhead attack for 30, where you damage your opponent's bench Pokemon for 30. And then it has Land's Judgment, where you may discard all fighting energy attached to the Pokemon and do an extra 70 damage on top of the 80, so it's hitting 150. Yeah. And the Genesect is the one with Red Signal. Um, when you play uh, Plasma Energy from your hand onto this Pokemon, you may switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon with his or her active, so it's a Lysander. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to come with alternate art versions of Delinquent and Professor's Letter, and those uh, alternate arts haven't even been released in Japan yet. Um so you're going to have your ba- eight basic foil energy in this deck. You're going to have your tournament level trainers like Lysander and NVS Seeker. Um, you'll get your code cards. You'll get your coins. And it'll uh, give you something to look forward to after you get bored with the uh, Black Curum and White Curum battle decks coming out in June. Yes. Sublime. Um, I really miss this Genesect. That was a good era. Um, it was. I yeah. love a rational Genesect with its own um the item card. Oh, Ace Back. With Verizian? Ugh. Oh, Verizian. One of my back, faves. Yep. One of my faves. All right. But which yeah, one so chat which one worlds? I think it was three years in a row. Three it was years three in years a in row. a row. Like the Ray Rizzo of TCG. Yep. Yeah, no, and like uh Gator said, we hyped uh Keldeo EX and Rayquaza EX that uh because these are just so good for their value. Especially if you guys are starting out and you need those trainers. These are professional uh, decks that, you know, the players play and win tournaments. They always top eight. And you can get all those expensive trainers out of them really easy. So this is an automatic buy for newbies and veterans alike. Everything that will be included in this deck, in these decks, are going to be necessary at one point or another. That being standard with the, in standard with the strainers or in expanded with the Pokemon cards. So definitely buy that if you see it on the shelves. Now, moving on, we have a new trainer card. And this one, it's pretty interesting. Muscle Dumbbells is coming for Sun and Moon 3. And what does Muscle Dumbbells do? Well, let's figure that out. It's a tool, of course. When um, If you attach this card... To one of your stage 1 Pokemon, its mass HP is increased by 40. So basically a fighting fury belt for your stage 1s. Um, 
pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Um, I think it's the first time that we ever see a tool that it directly affects just the stage once. Um, which is kind of fun. Sublime, you go first. What do you think about this card? There are a lot of stage one GX Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather use fi- uh, Fighting Fury Belt, but for stage ones, this is definitely going to be a go-to for a lot of cards. Yeah, it will definitely transform your stage one GX into basically a stage two GX in terms of HP, which is pretty good. Gator, what's your twenty? Um, it's 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 hard to to judge where this card is going to be at because unlike Fighting Fury Belt, it is missing that bonus 10 HP, um, or 10 damage, rather, which is kind of pivotal for math in a lot of decks, so it was just a doubly good card. Um, There's a lot of people that are hyping this for Garbodor right now, but Garbodor, I don't really see playing this, because Garbodor likes the choice band, Mm -hmm. so it can reach for that extra damage. Um, Sylveon might enjoy this, putting it at 240 HP. Nine Tails that puts it at 250 HP. so there is a potential for this card. I, I like it, but I'm not hype yet. Mm-hmm. Let's. I want to see where it goes. No, definitely. It's one of those cards that mm-hmm. we won't be able to see exactly how good it is until we see the meta that plays at the time of this uh, of its release. Now, this definitely looks like a more defensive card, like Gator said. Those decks that are based on stalling would greatly appreciate this extra XP. But that extra oof that Fighting Fury Belt g- give us... It's definitely missing from it. So, great card. Let's see how it goes. It's going places. It's definitely going places. But, speaking of going places, we do have our own beautiful Garbodor going coming back. And with a new, brand new GX card. Sublime, I cannot just not give you this one. Take it away. Is it me, or is Gardevoir kind of turning into, like, the new Charizard? <laughs> it um, might be. It's it's definitely... It's like, yeah, it's approaching that in some no, way. No, 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 no. Charizard TCG cards aren't good. Gardevoir ones are. Dark that Cry is true. ones are, but never Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. That's true, but, like, Gardevoir is becoming, like, a, like darling of pokemon in general and i really um, appreciate so, it i wait i mean why yeah. not woman power i mean although garbador can come in every right, garbador <laughs> is genderless or exactly it can be either gender but you know um, what i mean yeah anyway so this is garbador Gar- uh gardevoir gx as opposed to ex and mega gardevoir ex we now have the gx flavor this is a stage two obviously fairy type with 230 hp it's got an ability called Fountain of Secrets. Once during your turn, before you attack, you may attach one fairy energy from your hand to one of your Pokemon. So energy acceleration, awesome. Uh, and then let's look at its attack. It's got Infinite Force, which is a single fairy energy, and it does 30x damage. This attack does 30 damage times the amount of energy attached to both active Pokemon. Wow. And then you've got Twilight <laughs> GX. Um, Twilight as the GX attack. Um, search your discard pile for 10 cards. Show them to your opponent and shuffle them back into your deck. Again, that only one fairy. solid. <laughs> yeah. So solid. Yeah. And not only that... It, uh, keep going, sorry. It makes... It's like the new Mega Mewtwo EX. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. 30. Uh, yeah. Wow. For one energy. Gosh. 
Yeah, I, I'm try, I'm collecting my words here because I've always, I've I've knew of this card, but reading it again, it's like, wow, like fairy needed a more oomph, like that it already does. Not only does it self accelerate, it self accelerates itself. <laughs> it does thirty damage, which is mega like uh, sublime set mega mutual territory damage for each energy, and all of this for one fairy energy. That's a great card. It doesn't matter necessarily if it's stage two. Yeah, it's kind of slow, but <laughs> you cannot deny the powerhouse that is this card, Gator. Okay, so I got a few points on this. One, this is definitely a garb counter. Um, that whole GX attack, being able to reset the cards that are in your discard pile would be clutch. Um, you're potentially taking away 200 damage that garb can inflict with this attack. Mm-hmm. Um so that is super clutch. The second point, though, I would caution everybody is it's attaching the energy from your hand, which can be a little trickier than pulling it out of your deck. Um, so a good partner with this might be Xerneas. And I'm already thinking about running this with Xerneas Break. And Professor's Letter. Uh, and Professor's Letter. Like, there's, there's, there's got to be ways of doing that. And then, you know, on the point to crushing Mega Mewtwo, you know, it's just adding insult to injury. <laughs> when the Despair Ray Gardevoir came out that knocked out Mega Mewtwo super easily because it was Mewtwo was weak to it, and then it comes and takes its job. Like, <laughs> yeah, so insulting, poor Mewtwo, man. Like, yes, oof. Yeah, and not only that, let's not forget that the ability states that it's put one fairy energy to a Pokemon, so it doesn't require it to be a fairy Pokemon. Which means, remember, guys, we still have Tapu Lele, or we have Tapu Lele. Which basically does attack per damage as well. So it powers that as well. And if you think you can handle both a Mega and a Stage 2 GX in one deck. Of course, not recommended. Go crazy. Because you can have Mega Mewtwo and Garbodor GX in the deck. And they basically work with each other. It's a great card. Definitely going to see this. People wanting to create decks around this. And we're going to see this in future tournaments for sure. Definitely. Now, moving on from Gardevoir, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit uh, about a new change in our TCG, favorite TCG app, the Pokemon TCG online game. Gator, tell us about it. So today on the forums, they posted about the next game version, 2.45, that the development team is working on, and they've kind of got scheduled for late June. And they're going to be doing some refining to the versus ladder, so... For one thing, they're going to re- change the versus points. Um, you're going to—it's uh, super hard to get up that ladder to get your two thousand points that you need to Truly. get your uh, very shiny, pretty card. But now you will be awarded one versus point for each prize card you take, even when you lose. Um, but no, it's each prize card you take when you lose. Mm. So if you had a hard-fought game and it went down to last two prizes for you, but your opponent went out you're still going to get four versus points as a consolation prize. Um, so you'll be able to come back, and grinding on the ladder is going to be that much easier. And also, if you're good and you win, um, there's going to be win streaks for back-to-back wins. So if you win one game, and you win game one, you win your second game in a row, you receive plus five versus points, all the way up to four games in a row when you win your fifth game. And all successive consecutive wins, you'll receive plus 20 versus points. So if you run hot, you have a chance to just shoot up that ladder. Um, 
in addition, they're getting rid of that stupid bonus wheel oh, where yes. you're un- where you keep landing on the tile that you've already got. Um, it's going to be like a mini um, versus ladder for you. Um, so it's going to be directly to you, and it's going to be a track of rewards. Um, so as you progress and you play more games, you will go up your own little personal thing and get like mystery boxes and double coins and that kind of thing. So they're they're kind of keeping all the details close to their chest right now, but that looks like a really exciting change for people that like to grind it out on TCGO. Yeah, definitely welcome change, except ex- especially not except especially getting rid of that wheel, which for me has always been annoying. Um, because just for the fact that it could have been better. And now we're going to have something like that. Sublime, you are our, you know, um, resident PTCGO expert. What do you think about this? I'm excited about it. I'm especially excited to be getting rid of the bonus wheel. I, it's just been getting... The thing is, it started pretty good, and they've just made it worse and worse over time. So I'm glad they've just decided to get rid of it. Yeah, and the streak uh, that you can... Each time you play in a, uh, and you win in a row... That is also welcome news because it just adds that level more of excitement and even push you more to do better because the more you win in a row, the better you get. I mean, you can't go wrong with these. So it's a welcome update, guys, uh, in the Pokemon, you know, company. I know you guys are listening to us because, you know, we're that amazing. Why would you not? <laughs> Why would you not? But good work. Definitely. This is another welcome change. And I have to say... It's been a while already that we see that Pokemon are is very, very interested in the TCG and they're very, very uh, attentive and paying attention to the game and improving in whatever area they can, including with the announcement uh, a few weeks ago that we are going to get a new phone app, TCG related, you know, including the fact that now they're going to be notifying bans more uh, commonly. They're going to let us know uh, uh, each time they're going to ban a card if that's going to happen or not and it's just they really are paying attention to the players and our feedback so keep going pokemon you're doing really good i know you hit a low low there with uh evolution set but you're climbing up that ladder no pun intended back again now speaking of people who are doing an excellent job if we have to say so ourselves it's puckle because now we're going to talk about our first puckle tournament and of course if you listen to our last episode, you know that I called Gator our social manager in the term community manager is what I said. Uh, and when it comes to everything Buckle, especially the TCG, and he is managing the new tournament. So no better than him to explain our first ever Puckle, uh, Puckle TCG tournament. Take it away, Gator. All right. Here's the most important bit of information. I'm going to say it first and I'll say it last too. Sign up ends on the fourth this sunday june 4th at 8 p.m i'm at that point i should be back home i am doing a uh i'm judging a league cup that day so i might be a little late in getting the pairings and stuff up for the next day but it is sunday june 4th at 8 p.m is your cutoff time you can find the registration link on the pucklepodcast.com slash T-C-G. Could not make it any simpler. Pucklepodcast.com slash T-C-G. The registration is short. You do not have to turn in a deck list at your registration. Deck lists are due before the end of the first round, but your deck list does not have to be put up until then. 
So you can sign up now, today, Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, day after Saturday, all the way up to 8 p.m. on Sunday, and we will get started. The list of tournament rules is right there at pucklepodcast.com slash TCG. Um, we're going to be using the Puckle subreddit to be posting up the pairings, and we're going to be using the Puckle Discord to chat and get together with your opponents. So sign up for the Discord if you haven't already. There's a link to sign up for that on the tournament page. There's the decklist portal if you do want to submit your decklist early. Now remember, guys, this is a standard legal tournament. Um, so that means everything that is legal on June 4th and uh, beyond um, is fine. If it comes legal after June 4th, you cannot use it, but you can't change your deck anyway. It is a standard legal tournament. Once you're in the tournament, your deck is locked in. Um, this is going to be a fun time. It's going to be best two out of three. So, and it's Swiss pairings. So you'll get to participate in every round. You're not stuck like if you lose your first one and you don't get to play anymore. No, not like that. Swiss rounds means everybody gets to play. Yep. So it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. I went and got the cards I need to build my deck. I've already got my deck set. Um, and so I'm looking forward to it. Everybody get hype. And yeah. I'm, I, it's, I'm pumped. Uh, you're going to have your co-host uh, participating in it. Mm-hmm. So you'll see our Sigma. You'll see Jushiro probably. Yep. Well, I'll be uh, there. We're going to try to grab Thatch and make him do things. Uh, so it's going to be a good time. So that's it. Register for the Puckle TCG tournament. The first yes. ever. June 4th, 8 p.m. cutoff line. And it is pucklepodcast.com slash TCG. Yep. Perfect. Thank you so much, Gator. And uh, yeah, we all, even co-hosts are going to participate. So if you want a chance to beat me, which is very easy, <laughs> go and participate. Also, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do a shameless plug and do uh, and say that you can also beat me live on stream on Twitch, Puckle, uh, uh, twitch.com slash Puckle Podcast. And there, uh, every Monday and Wednesday, I'll be playing you guys and you can come in and just school me. And all it the is. awesome things that you can do. So it's pretty awesome. The Puckle Podcast, you share. Remember. Oh, the Thatch Puckle was Podcast. A yeah. And, and forgot to transfer it over. So twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. Yeah. Come watch Jushiro like pone noobs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's great. And uh, I want to take this opportunity also to uh, thank you, Gator, for all your work, hard work in the community. Guys, uh, this podcast started as just a podcast, right? But it was Gator who definitely created our Facebook page. It was Gator who prompted our Discord. And we have the amazing community we have right now. Thanks, Gator. So we appreciate everything you do, Gator. Thank you so much. Just doing my job. (laughs) Now, normally we would go straight to uh, tournaments. We include that. The tournament results, we include that in our news section. But since our topic is going to be tournaments. We're going to go ahead and just move on straight out to Topical Beach. So grab your pina coladas, grab those hammocks, those amazing flip-flops, because we're headed to Topical Beach. Welcome to Topical Beach. So the sun is hot, the breeze is cold, and the water is fine, because... We had an amazing regionals in my home state of Washington, Seattle City. And 
there was a great regional. Now, wow, obviously all regionals are great, all regionals are awesome, but this one in particular brought us a few new decks to talk about. And it was pretty interesting. So before we start our topic, we're going to go ahead and go through our top eight for this regional. Now, in our top eight, we're going to start with number eight. And let's go to Gator. What won eighth place? Well, you see, we had a thing with this tournament. And this thing was called Garbodor. <laughs> so when you start looking at Garbodor in this tournament... Out of the top 32, 24 of them were Garbodor decks. So I'm going to let you guys take a wild guess as to what <laughs> took number eight. That's right. <laughs> Espeon Garbodor. Yep. Go. So this was a tournament all about Garbodor. Um, top eight, we had two lists that didn't include Garbodor. It was <laughs> nutso. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Number eight, we got Aaron Rusbisky. Rusbisky. I cannot pronounce that. With Espeon and Garbodor. Espeon GX, of course. And number seven, we have Warren Younger with Espeon Garbodor as well. Now, number six, we have the deck we want to feature today with Drumpa Garbodor GX. Kenny Wisdom. Number five, Israel Sosa. With Labras GX, Matafi GX, and Glaceon GX with Arctic AKA Patch City. Yes. That's, that was the meme. Paps, Patch City. <laughs> Number four, we got Tyler Nimura, uh, Ninomura with Drampa GX and Garbodor as well. Bradley Corsio. Number three with Drampa as well. Number two, Jeffrey Chang with Vespa Queen Sodorak, which is a refreshing sight. And of course, number one with Sam Shen, winning with Drampa GX versus Garbodor. Now you listened to us mention Drampa a couple of times because that deck took everyone by surprise. We're going to feature that deck soon enough, but we wanted to talk about tournaments in general and how much they affect us and how much you need to watch out for when you play. So... As our uh, episode today, our topic, we know that we're going to have our first Puckle Tournament. So let's go ahead and give you a few pointers on what is the tournament um, etiquette and how you should play. Let's start with, what about scooping? Sublime, do you want to start this one, this round? Um, sure. I don't have a lot of tournament experience in person, but concerning scooping... Um, there's times when you need to, when you know that you're gonna lose, and if you think that um, first, uh, sorry to interrupt you, time. Sublime. Let's explain what scooping is for our audience. Yeah, okay. It's basically forfeiting. Mm-hmm. You're scooping it's all like your you're cards. You're picking up all of your cards to shuffle them for the next round. Um, maybe you realize the card that you need for your deck to function at all got prized. Yeah. Um, Greninja sometimes has to scoop, for example. Um, depending on what's been prized in your deck and against what deck you're facing. I believe that happened at Worlds last year, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. Isn't that what happened? Like and He, he scooped. Yeah, he scooped really fast. Yeah, uh, because he got just terrible draws. And so there's times when, in the interest of giving you more time to play the matches you have a shot at winning, you should scoop. Yeah. Get it. If you, like... Oh, yeah. sorry. Sorry, continue sublime. No, just that if you know you're going to lose and you need as much time as possible to possibly win you should scoop yeah 
Gator. Uh, I think simply put, scooping is when you discover that there is not a win condition for you that is reasonable within the amount of time it takes to play the three yes. games or two games you need within your 50-minute rounds. And the best two out of three scenario, you need to play the games you can win. Um, it takes a lot of time for certain games to run through, and you're not going to get to finish game three if you run out of time because you wasted time when you could have just been like, all right, being aware of the board state, I don't have a way out of this, which is conceivable to do, so I am scooping. Um, there's nothing wrong with scooping. It is a calculated play to have more time. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. It's not It's not what's what 60 cards you have in your deck. It's not how the cards interact with each other. It's game knowledge. It is something you learn as you practice and you play, and it's not something anybody can, like, tell you like here this is the simple solution blah 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 no you need to know your deck know how you play figure things out it's it's a feeling of when to scoop um yep i completely agree and scooping is a valid strategy usually on turn one right when your first game in a tournament and you feel like you're not gonna win that first game you want to scoop it's mostly when you want to scoop because you know that hey i'm not gonna win this game I should not prolong this anymore. I want to see if I can win the second game so we can have enough for enough time for a third one. Now, another aspect of scooping that people do, and I want to address this in this podcast, is scooping a friend. Now, and this comes to the whole very technical thing about points and stuff like that. We do encounter a situation where friends do scoop other friends to the win. Well, let's say that you're in a tournament... And you already know that you made top 8, right? Because you already won enough games and you won enough points that you will get top 8 no matter. And you ended up playing last, you know, last match of round 1 against one of your friends. And you're like, you know what? I'm already in top 8. I'm going to just scoop and give him, the, uh, give him the game. Now, that's awfully nice of you. Yes. However, please understand that when you scoop a friend in, you're scooping someone else out of top eight and that could be very frustrating for other players you might think you're doing well by your friend or the person you're playing with you're including them they're like yeah i'm gonna scoop so you can get top eight and we can play on the next round but you're also taking someone that is actually working hard for that position actually trying to play and trying to make top eight you're making them lose that space so it's something that uh, it's really is a shady area of gray when it comes to scooping. Now, but it is still a valid strategy when it comes to turn one, and it's still something that should always well, be considered. Go ahead, get it. I think I think we should clarify here when we say scooping as in the context of a game. That means that you are scooping up your cards going to game two or game three. Correct. Um, yes. Trying to get the win. Scooping someone into top cut is a different. Um, scooping still implies that you're going to give up the game, mm -hmm. but you are conceding to your opponent as opposed to uh, trying to go on to the next round. So if you're playing with your friend, the way the Swiss system works is you're awarded a certain number of points for wins, losses, and draws. Losses give you zero yep. points, ties give you one point, wins give you three points. And there's some complicated math involved, but if you're over a certain point threshold and your opponent needs a certain amount of points, 
by you conceding to them, that can give them the three points they need to make top cut. So that's the the ethical dilemma there is if you, they get the three points off of you that they might not have gotten if they played a fair game, or if you guys had agreed to intentionally draw and each get one point, you can potentially mess up the math for other people's points to get into the top cut. Um, so I wanted to make that distinction there. That's a whole, again, getting into that. You yeah, have that, to that's understand what I. And the Swiss math and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I started. Yeah, I yeah, you're completely correct. Um, now, completely on the other side of scooping is playing the stall game. Now, I want to be uh, uh, sure that our audience understand. When I say playing the stall game, I do not play. I do not mean playing the time. I do not mean making your turn longer because you can. I don't mean uh, actually putting a frustrating uh, situation on your opponent where it's obviously that you're stalling for time so you can win. No. What I mean by stalling by time is then those second games where you already won the first game and you know that you might not win that second game. But it's in your convenience, it's in your benefit to keep on playing because you want that time to go. That's where you play the stall game, right? It's like you still play as normally as you would, but instead of scooping because you're like, ah, I'm not going to win this game, but I'm going to keep playing because I want this time to go slower. So that's the type of stalling that I mean. Gator, do you want to uh, take us away with that one? Um, intentionally stalling your opponent at any point in time... Um... There, there is a rule of thumb for how long actions take, 15 seconds, 10 seconds, 5 Correct. seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a give me. You are not guaranteed that 15 seconds, 5 seconds, or 10 seconds. If you have a set number of actions that you can take and a judge is watching you and they see you playing the clock like that, they are going to give you a warning yep. or a caution and then escalate it if they see you slow playing someone. What Jushiro is referring to is more of the strategy of when to play things out. Because if you know that you've got game one, and then you can probably get game two, the thing is, though, you're not necessarily... If you can't win game two, um, and you did win game one, you necessarily don't necessarily want to stall, because then you're going to tie if you can't get through game three. Um, so again, that's, that's more complicated mental math that you have to equate. Um, if you're playing a deck that takes longer to play and win the strategy, such as like Sylveon, where you're trying to deck them out, um, you definitely want to be very conscious of playing the time. Um, because Sylveon might just be a two game match where you don't even get to go to game three, um, because game one took so long and you won and the game two is taking long. Um, once time is called, you've got three turns to finish the game. And if you don't finish the game and only one person has won a match, that person wins. So you have to be considerate of that when you're doing those plays. Yes, perfect. That's exactly it. And uh, tournaments are a magical beast. They're very spontaneous. They're very fun to play. And there's a lot of strategy in them. Of course, that's needless to say. Now, since we're going to talk about this current meta, we do acknowledge that there's one deck that's one card that's just standing out and that is our boy Garbodor. Garbodor is everywhere in every single deck that you see in top 8 or almost every single deck and just to give you guys I mean there's a few more uh, regionals coming in we're on our way to uh, Worlds in August and let's go ahead and talk about Garbodor a little bit and how it's been affecting our meta in tournament wise Um, let's start with you Gator what are I'll your recommendations you around Garbdor? 
Well, here's the thing, guys. You either play play Garbodor or you play against Garbodor. Um, right now, we've had one official tournament to really cement what Garbodor is. Um, a lot of people are used to the play style where they have 20 items in their deck and they run through them all in their first two turns. Sorry to you interrupt that, you, Ga- uh, sorry to interrupt you, Gator. Let me just clarify for our audience at home that are casual players and don't really remember what Garbodor is. Could you explain what Garbodor does? Okay, so Garbodor is essentially one attack, and that's called Trashalanche. Um, what Trashalanche does is punches you in the face and penalizes you for playing <laughs> items, essentially. So... Let's say you put a Pokemon out there, and you're like, okay, well, let's play Let's play against Garb. What's Garb going to do? Mid to late game, after you've discarded items, it does 20 times the amount of item cards you have in your discard pile. Um, and it gets nasty fast. Yeah. Just playing four item cards puts you in 100 range. So it's two-shotting you after five items. It is one-shotting you after ten items. And you think that's a lot of items? Not really. That's four Max Elixirs or four Trainer's Mails, a couple VS Seekers, any of the other random tech items you might burn in a Sycamore. Uh, Garb is punishing people for playing fast and loose, and it's healthy for the meta. Um, it really is. It's, it, Garb does not stop you from playing items. You're allowed to play items, but you're going to be punished for it if you can't figure out a way around it. Um, so some suggestions I would give you would be to play, 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 practice. Um, good players can beat Garb. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not unbeatable. It is not st- unstoppable. We had two decks in the top eight of this tournament. Israel Sosa is a beast, and you could probably he could probably win with Quad Badoof. But the point is, <laughs> he was still able to rock it with a Water Toolbox deck. Yeah. So the options are there. Um. We're going to see a lot of unique building. This is the time for the brewers to come forward and come up with ideas. And it's also the time to consider how much, you know, wh- what you're going to do. Because if are you going to start playing fighting decks because Drampa's weak to fighting and then you can just punish them for playing Drampa? Because what they do is they try to run Drampa, which has the second attack on Drampa Berserk does 80 mm-hmm. damage base, but then does another 70 damage on top of that if any of your bench Pokemon have damage on them. So, what they'll do is they'll play Team Magma Secret Base. Oh, which we'll get 20... to that, Des, though. We'll get to that on deck off, deck off the episode. Yeah. Well, I'm talk- the general strategy, though, is they're going to yeah. try to get damage on their bench and then hit you really hard in the beginning and put pressure on you to make you play those items so that Garbodor comes out mid to late game and starts swinging hard. Yeah. Um, it's, it's up to you to build around that, and it's up to you to come up with an idea for dealing around that. But it's not unbeatable. It's... Night March didn't have these numbers when Night March came out, but yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's unbeatable. <laughs> that is very true, and I'm glad you said that to be, give a little, uh, little pers- uh, perspective on this. Yeah, you said it. Night March did not have these numbers that this deck or anything uh, Garbodor related has. It is pretty incredible. Now, don't get discouraged, guys. Don't get intimidated. Like Gator said, everything has a way around. It's just about how much you plan for it and how clever you can figure out things around it. Now, going back to the term of tournaments, anything else, guys, that you want to recommend to our players that play a tournament and are expecting to not only join our Puckle tournament that's coming soon, but also feature regionals and nationals soon. Sublime, anything you want to say to our listeners? There are a lot of, yeah, there is. Um, 
there are a lot of rules for tournaments that people aren't necessarily aware of if they've never been to one before. So if you're interested in participating, make sure that you know all of the ins and outs of the rules and procedures so that you don't get disqualified um, unintentionally. We do have an episode dedicated on the rules of tournament. Um, I don't have the episode number right now on hand, but I'll definitely put it on the description so you guys can go out and listen to that episode where we discuss all the rules of tournament. This is not, of course, about the rules of tournament. This is about getting ready and being able to be prepared for tournaments. Gator, any last words? Um, I would say that, like, like uh, just to parrot these guys, you know, go ahead and know the rules, know everything that's happening. For the tournament that we're running, a lot of things are going to happen easily for you. Um, you're not going to have to worry about shuffling your cards. You're not going to have to worry about making sure your sleeves are all good. You're not going to have to bring a snack or anything like that. <laughs> but you do need to read the rules for our tournament, especially when it comes to um, looking at the pairings and knowing how to get with your opponent, what to do if your opponent doesn't show up. Um, these are the rules in our tournament, and I, I you know, blatantly ripped them off from Pokey Beach and modified them for our own, and that was a lot of hard work, guys. Um, so go ahead, hop in there, and, like, get on them. Um, it's, it's going to be, it's very straightforward. And all of our listeners are very smart individuals that understand how to read and have basic reading <laughs> comprehension. And that's all it takes. Literally, yeah. guys, it is super easy. Um, don't be scared and just join the tournament. Like if you don't know what you're doing, you can always message me and be like, Gator, I don't yes. know what's going on. What do I do? And I'll be like, did you read the rules? And if you tell me <laughs> that you did. And then the answer is obvious, then I'm going to laugh at you. But if you did read the rules and the answer is not obvious and I was wrong, then I'm going to be like, wow, I was wrong. Let me fix that and make an announcement. You're a cool guy. Um, you know, drink Sanjushiro next time you see him. Like, that's oh. what it was almost... <laughs> I would normally say, hey, hey, wait a second. But yeah, drinks are, are always going to be on me. <laughs> so, yes, that's it for tournaments, guys. And uh, something that both Sublime and Gator did not mention, but it extremely is important. Have fun, guys. Have fun. This is not life or death. It is just Stop plain... fun, guys. <laughs> it is just the Pokemon TCG, and it's made to have fun. So as long as you enjoy it and you learn from your mistakes, you're doing it right. So guys, we're going to stop Topical Beach right now. It's time for vacation. It's, it's time to stop vacation. It's time to stop being lazy because we're going to move on to, and it's been a while since we've done that, I admit, we're going to go to Deck of the Episode. We'll be right back. It is the Deck of the Episode. And we are back to Deck of the Episode, and we're going to discuss the deck that surprised us all through the Seattle Regional Championships. And believe me, it's one deck that I want to play, and I'm going to build. And that is, of course, Drampa GX slash Garbodor. Now, to give you a little perspective, on our Seattle Regional, this deck got 17, 17 placements on the whole tournament. With a total of, of accumulated wins in championship points of 1,340 points. Making it a championship point share of 56.02% of the overall points distributed in the Seattle Regional. This is crazy. This is more than half of the players that actually won something. 
<laughs> in the tournament, won because of Drumpa GX slash Garbodor. It is an amazing deck. And we're going to go ahead and just break this down to you guys because it is that amazing. So let's go ahead and start with Drumpa. What does Drumpa do? Now, Drumpa is your one of your main attackers. Uh, of course, it's a colorless, as you guys know, and we discussed on our review site. Now, the main focus is that Berserk attack, the second attack with three colorless energies. It does 80 times, or not times, plus 70 more if your bench Pokemon has any damage counters on it. And that's where you base the strategy on. Once you have that, you can continue on. Gator, what else does this deck have? Okay, so you've got a backup attackers, um, and they're for a couple different things. So your backup attackers in this deck, besides, you know, Garb, I'm not counting Garb as a backup attacker, um, Tauros and uh, Azelf. Yeah. So Tauros is the Tauros GX, as you all know. Everybody's familiar with Tauros. You've been playing it since Sun and Moon Drop. But if you're not familiar with it, it has that nasty first attack, Rage, which does uh, 10 more damage for each damage counter on Tauros, plus 10. So it can really start stacking up. It's got Horn Attack for 60, and it's got a GX attack, Mad Bull GX, which does 30 times the amount of... Uh, 30 damage for each damage counter on the Tauros. So, and those are all a DCE attachment, super quick, super fast hitting... Uh, Tauros is there to set up in front and take damage or to Ninja Boy into yeah. um, if you're, something is damaged. Um, and then you also have the Azelf, which is the promo card in this deck. Now, a lot of you guys are not going to know what Azelf does, but basically for one Psychic Energy, you put two damage counters on each of your opponent's Pokemon that has any damage counters on it already. And with your playing Team Magma Secret Base which is putting two damage counters on anything that hits the bench when it's active, means that you're doing spread damage and mm -hmm. doing things like taking out Magikarp, because this deck is a little bit scared of the Gyarados, which has the Magikarp um, yeah. take damage in order to power up the Gyarados. This card is going to be replaced by the new Tapu Koko promo, mm -hmm. which does 20 damage to everything for just a DCE, no special conditions required, and it has free retreat, so it's nasty. Um the other Pokemon in this deck... That it's uh, Tapu Lele as well. It's included in this castle. Of course, we're very fond of Tapu Lele. Uh, Sublime, would you like to explain Tapu Lele? Tapu Lele is like everything wonderful in life like bundled into a single card. <laughs> because it has the Jirachi EX's ability in Wonder Tag. Which means that when you put it on your bench from um, your hand, you get to search your deck for a supporter card. Which is just so good, except it has way more HP than Jirachi ever did, which makes Jirachi cry. And then it <laughs> combines like all of the utility of that with all of the uh, power of Mewtwo EX with Energy Drive, which costs 2 energy and does 20 times the amount of energy attached to both active Pokemon. And it's not affected by weakness or resistance. It also, on top of all of those incredible things, combining two of the best cards in the history of the game, has a wonderful GX attack in Tapu Cure GX, which heals all damage from two of your benched Pokemon. Yep. And now, don't get me wrong, Tapu Lele is still a support Pokemon in this deck. Because it focuses more on Drampa and Garbodor, which continue on Drampa, or Gar uh, um, Gator continue on. 
Well, it's it's also a good backup attacker too. That's why I was about to jump into it because for that DCE attachment, um, don't don't sleep on it. It's mm-hmm. only got a one retreat cost, um, and it's not weak to anything. So it's got a lot of utility in that aspect as well. Um, mm-hmm. But now we're getting into the support Pokemon in general. So we're running one pseudo Wudo f- from Guardians Rising. That's the pseudo Wudo where it limits your opponent's bench down to four. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly teched in there to handle things like um, Mega Rayquaza and uh, Gardevoir. Because remember, you're playing a wide open field here. Nobody was really sure what was going to happen, and Gardevoir was kind of well placed. Um, so that's why you end up running the one of of Pseudo Wudo. And then you also have for a tech um, one of the original Garbodors, the Breakpoint Garbodor, which is the one with Garbotoxin that locks out your opponent's um, abilities. So you shut down abilities with one Garbodor, and then you power up three to attack. And one other thing to note here is the Trubbish that they use in the deck is not the Guardians Rising Trubbish. It is the Breakpoint Trubbish because of Acid Spray. For uh, one attachment, you are able to do 10 damage, flip a coin, discard an energy on a heads, which is pretty clutch. So do not sleep on that. And then, of course, that leaves us with our main attacker, Garbodor. Yeah. So Garbodor is pretty cool. Um, we talked about Trash Valanche a little bit earlier and how utility that is. And that's something you save for the late game. But the secondary attack isn't bad either because it also has Acid Spray on this Garbodor. But that does 70 damage, flip a coin, if heads discard an energy. And that attack is clutch in the mirror because it is doing 142 another opponent's Garbodor. And that's yep. for one Psychic and a DCE. So really, this is a pretty cheap deck to power up, and it gets really cheeky. And it does include one Breakpoint uh, Garbodor, which is the one that allows you to block all abilities as well. as a tech also, which is always welcome in every single deck. Now, other than that, we also have a few trainers cards that we really want to quickly uh, uh, mention here because they're unique to this deck. One of them being Team Magma Secret Base. Now, Team Magma Secret Base is a very, very unique gym that came out of Stadium, sorry, that came out in the Crisis, uh, Crisis Core, was it? Double Crisis. Double Crisis set. It was that mini set. Correct. That basically put damage on every single Pokemon that you put down that is not Team Magma, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this allows you to make sure that you have that damage on your bench that you need for, in order to, for Drampa to deal the damage, the extra damage that he can do using his attack. Other than that, of course, you will be seeing, including in this deck is Choice Ban, of course, and Rescue Stretcher. So these are cards that are going to be included in this deck. Now... As for the energies, four called double colorless energies and seven energies for the one that we're looking at right now. But overall, this deck, guys, has made a huge impact on the meta nowadays. And it really is a fun deck to play. Any last words? Sublime. I think it's interesting how we're talking about how, like, just aggressive uh, trash lanches with how many item cards are in decks. Yeah. And even this deck has a lot of item cards. Um, which makes mirrors interesting. Yeah, Gator. Um, I'd like to point out the 
a couple of the lineups with the trainers. So you yeah. did mention the rescue stretcher. We're running two rescue stretcher, one super rod in here. And that rescue stretcher can be really clutch to recover something that you need out of that discard pile. Mm -hmm. Um, being able to take have the choice to pull one Pokemon back out, that could be a Tapu Lele you need for the Lysander for win. Yeah. Um, that can be the garb you need to because you have another garb prize and you've got a Trubbish that's set up and ready to go. Um, don't sleep on the two Rescue Stretcher count. That was The two Rescue Stretcher, one Super Rod was also included in the Japanese list. And the other thing that's interesting about this deck is that they chose to go Pokemon Fan Club over Bridget. Um, Pokemon Fan Club gives you a little utility because you can choose when to put Pokemon down and having Team Magma Secret Base, that's also important because Bridget puts them directly on the bench which means they circumvent Team Magma Secret Base, which is what you do not want to happen. You want them to get hit with the damage. Um, this deck also played a 4-4 line. It was 4 Sycamore, 4 N. So the draw support was really high counts in this one. Um, that's because you want to be able to draw into the things you need um, without having to sycamore as much. That's why the end count went up to four. Um, it's it's awesome. The three float stone, that, again, you want that heavy because you wanted to be able to tech in for the Garbodor with um, Garbotoxin. Um, other than that, this was a great deck. Don't sleep on either on the mm -hmm. turn one Tapu Lele for Hex. If you're playing against something like Sylveon or anything else that requires abilities to get set up, um, there's just a lot of utility in this list. So I give it, I uh, recommend everybody just take a look at it. This yeah. is Sam Chen's winning list from Seattle. It'll be up on Pokemon.com later this week. And I will definitely put it on the description of this podcast as well. So you can go to BucklePodcast.com and this article so you can see the uh, deck list in its all glory. Now... That ends up deck of the episode. Now, unfortunately, you guys have not emailed me. I'm actually pretty sad about that. I've seen a lot of TCG-related emails going to Tatch. It's like, oh, Tatch, I only play TCG, but that question you gave last week uh, related to TCG, it's like, guys, come on. Email us at the TCG cast. We're your bros. <laughs> and uh, definitely we'll read your emails uh, on the air, and um, we'll definitely answer any questions that you have. Now, moving right through the email, straight to everyone's favorite, Puckle. Pokemon. Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon 15 questions. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Pokemon TCG commercial, Take episode four. 6. Take 4, starting in 3, 2, 1. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of confusion in your basement or attic? Have you or your family ever seen a pumpkaboo, haunter, or ghastly? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and call the professionals. Ghost, Ghost, catch Ghost catchers! Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your ghost-type elimination needs. We're, We're ready, ready to, to relieve you. you. And cut. Who's that Pokemon? Welcome back, guys, to everyone's favorite Pokemon 15 questions. Who's that Pokemon? And today we have a Pokemon for these guys to try to guess. Let's see if we can stomp them. Now, as you all know, guys know, the rules are simple. No websites, no internet, no Pokedexes, no anything. This is all from your brain. No po no Pokedex-related questions, as in number-wise and region-wise as well, uh, in terms of uh, versions. And let's see if our guests can guess what Pokemon we have in our mind. Now, let's go ahead and start. 
The order will be simple. Sublime first, followed by Gator, and then back to Sublime. So let's go ahead with Sublime. Give me your first question. All right. Is this Pokemon uh, part of an evolution line? Yes. Gator. Is this Pokemon a stage one? Yes. Sublime. Does this Pokemon evolve further into a stage two? No. All right, so it's fully evolved. Um, Is this Pokemon a water type? Nope. Sublime. Hmm. Is this Pokemon a normal type? No. Go for Gator. Can this Pokemon be found... Um... Crap, I'm blanking on the 5th gen's name. What? Unova? Unova. Unova. Yeah, Unova. Can this Pokemon be found in Unova? No. Sublime. Not found in Unova. Mm-hmm. Does this Pokemon have a gender? Or can it be yeah. gendered? Yes. Gator? Um, does this Pokemon evolve by means of special evolution? That is to say, does it evolve in a way where it's not just leveling up? No. Regular evolution. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Is this Pokemon a dual type? No. Wait, yes. Sorry. So it has two typings. <laughs> it has two typings, yes. Alright. Um, how many questions is that? We're at right now at nine. Like eight-ish? Yeah. Okay, so it's not a You're normal 10. type. You're ten, yeah. It's not a normal type, it's not a water type. Um, it's not found in the Unova region. What could it be? Is this Pokemon a grass type? No. That's 10. Sublime? Not a grass type. Does this Pokemon have a different typing than its pre-evolution? No. It's the same type. Okay. Oh, what else could we ask? Um, so let's recap. What do we have, Sublime? The stage one, it is fully evolved. It is neither normal nor water nor grass type. It is not found in Unova. It has gender. It evolves through regular evolution. It is a dual type, and it has the same typing as its pre-evolution. So, I'm going to go ahead and give you back a question, because I made a huge mistake. It actually oh. it actually is normal. 
That is a really big thing. That was yes. our fourth question, Dashiro. Yes, I am sorry. I made a mistake. I answered that question out of my brain instead of looking at my notes. That's... Mm. <laughs> oh, it is a dual type. So what yeah. dual type mod... Like, there are a lot. You have the electric normal, whose name I'm forgetting. Oh, you're talking about um, Heliolus. Yeah. You've got the um, Pyroar. Pyroar. Or Diggersby, rather. There's a lot. Um, Diggersby. Um, Alolan Eradicate. You've got... Like, there are a lot of types with normal. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give you the questions back. Because that was my bad. So you got, you're got you down to five, uh, ten questions again. So you got five questions okay, to go. Okay, cool. Alright. Yeah, because we asked about another type. And that yeah. would have been a different question. And I answer out of my... Uh, and you'll see when we, once we finish this. <laughs> why that happened. Okay, uh, whose turn is it? It is mine. Gators, actually. Um, is this Pokemon a unique type? As in, mm. no, nothing else shares that type combination. Mm, that's a good question, so give me a second while I verify this. Yes. Okay. Unique typing. That is valuable. All right. We're well, down there to are still... 11 now. You're 12. So okay. Um, so it's a unique typing. So that does the the ones we just named off, like the Alolan Radicate and the... Right, uh, right. Um, High Roar. Um, There's Go Goat. There's a lot. Is Go Go grass normal? I no oh, wait. I think it's just there grass. is a grass normal type. Oh, I'm thinking of the Unova one, which we can scratch out because yeah. it's not found in Unova. Um, is this Pokemon found in Alola? Yes. Is it? Oh, okay. Um, is this Pokemon a dark type? Yes. Okay. Isn't that just uh, Raticate, or am, are we forgetting something? Is maybe Persian? I don't know. Persian is mono dark. Um, and this is a dual type. I don't, yeah, I, yeah, it's dual. Yeah, I'd go with it. I think that's the only one. All right. Is this Pokemon a lowland Raticate? It is. And that's exactly Yay. what I went wrong. So when you ask, when you guys ask, is it a normal, I didn't look at my screen and just answered based on Alolan Persian. <laughs> that was what the Pokemon that was in my mind. And I said no, because I was thinking of Persian for whatever reason. But no, Talk yes. about cat and mouse game. <laughs> exactly. <am I> right? <laughs> so that was yeah. my mistake, guys. But I gave you two questions back because uh, well, well deserved. Congratulations, guys, for guessing uh, the Pokemon of the show. Now, that com that takes our show into its conclusion. Thank you, guys, so much for joining us today. Thank you, uh, Sublime. It's always such a huge pleasure. 
And thank you, Gator. Pucklepodcast.com slash TCG. You have until Sunday night. Yep. And while you're at it, also join us at our Twitter at PucklePodcast, our Facebook at uh, Facebook.com slash PucklePodcast, and also our Facebook.com slash TCG for our group. We have our own Reddit at r slash Puckle, our Tumblr at PucklePodcast.tumblr.com, and then make sure you review us on iTunes because we love those five stars. They're very welcomed. As saw, and also, uh, you're a very professional and instructional criticism. If you want to help us support the Puckle community as a whole better, and if you have the money to spend, please go ahead, go to our Patreon and support us. Even $1 goes back to you guys and allow us to do all these amazing shows and all the tournaments that we do for you guys. And of oh, course... that reminds me, Jushiro. I don't mean to stop you there. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention one of the most important part of the tournament. It's free to enter, and we will be doing prizing. Ooh, yes. So we have a whole closet full of TCG goodies, and so we could potentially do digital ones if you want digital things. We could do the and IRL cards. Um, we're gonna have to get with Thatch and you know pry his wallet open, um, but we should be we're gonna it's gonna be decent prizing too. So just sign up if for that. Um, odds are we're gonna have a raffle for any random person to win something. So just by participating, you are guaranteeing yourself a chance to win something. Yeah. Perfect. And of course, lastly but not least, join us at our discussions and our monthly chat meetups at PuckoPodcast.com. And there you have a community that is just waiting open arms to join us and talk all things Pokemon. Now, again, thank you all for listening. This has been the TCG Cast episode 27. Hope you enjoy, enjoy you guys enjoy listening as much as we enjoy talking. And as always,
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.